everybody. Happy Tuesday afternoon and welcome back for another episode of Great Quarter Gals. This is our show here at Freight Freight Waves, where we highlight awesome females leading in the world of freight and put a little bit of a finance spin on it as well. And I'm your host, Kaylee Nix, here with Grace Sharkey. Grace, my dear, happy Tuesday. How are we doing? Are we surviving? Uh, you know, happy Tuesday. Whenever it's uh, oh, the week before a holiday, it, it goes by, I think, slower than usual. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm doing good and it feels like feels like Fridays. <laughs> and it's going to be a fun week. Only Tuesday. <laughs> we've, we've got a lot of time left on our week. So you know what? We can be wishful thinking that it's Friday already. And Grace, it's great to have you as always. And I'm really excited for this show because we're really putting a big type of finance spin and a really big finance hit on today's show. Talking all things about earnings, some financial literacy thrown in. Kaylee's going to have a really hard time talking today, but that's okay. We're going to try and get through it anyways. (laughs) So I'm excited. Yeah, it should be a good one. And and let me ask you this, Kaylee, to start this off. If you had to rate your financial wellness, your financial (laughs) education on a scale of one to 10, where do you think you'd throw yourself at? (laughs) Oh God. Okay, let's see. My financial education... Um, I'd say probably about a four and a half with most of that coming in the most recent about two and a half years, um, mainly from TikTok and LinkedIn, if I'm going to be honest. My financial wellness, I'd say probably about a six, right? Like it's my wellness is like manageable, but it's not where I know that it could potentially be. It's not where I would like it to be. But I think in comparison also to people my age and in my situation, it's it's better than the average Zillennial, I would say. Grace, I want to... The same question to you, right? I'm, I'm 25. I am four years out of school. I very, very incredibly, incredibly fortunately have no student loan debt. I've been living by myself for four years. And so like that's that helps teach you financial literacy. I'm in a good position for being in that spot, right? What about yourself? Uh, I myself have also got rid of my student loan debt. So that I think as the generation makes us feel like we're on top of the world. But I also feel like there's a lot more for myself to learn. I come from a family that I'm still teaching how to use interest to this day. So it's uh, very self-taught. And that's actually something that's very common with our generation Mm -hmm. and Generation Z underneath us as well, is that uh, as, as TikTok and these different social media platforms come to rise, as these different retail investment um, type of applications became more popular, uh, we started to self-educate ourselves. But uh, what's interesting is uh, two things, actually. CNBC earlier this week did a uh, piece on a uh, retirement readiness and financial know-how study that looked at both genders and generational gaps. Um, They did find, actually, that our generation and Gen Z feels a little bit more financially um, knowledgeable than our past generations always felt, but we're definitely not there when it comes to the wellness. So mm-hmm. I want to start with the gap, right? Because it's great quarter gals. So why not focus on that gender gap first? Um, what's interesting when it comes to reti- uh, retirement readiness, most males are sitting at about an average, and I think this is honestly pretty upsetting for just Americans in general, uh, but males are sitting at about 200 $1,210,000 for their full retirement fund, where women are sitting at about 117000 Now, a lot of that has to do with the, the wage gap, right? We aren't making as much as our male counterparts. So over time, our retirement readiness is going to be a lot lower. And 
I think what a lot of that has to do with is just our financial know-how. Uh, I uh, clearly ran a business prior to coming to Freight Waves, and you would be very surprised how much of a tug and pull it was to get um, our, our generation or younger people to put into the retirement fund. We're always kind of thinking about the now. But as you begin to teach them you know, how t- um, their money it grows interest and, and grows as you're putting into that fund and how every $100 more that you put in, what your retirement fund will look like, that education does pay off. And what's interesting is uh, across the board, when you're looking at the gender gaps, um, most men, if we could bring up that chart really quick, most men are, are ahead of us when it comes to borrowing, saving, insuring, investing, huge gap in investing. 54% of men feel like they know what they're doing. 40% of women feel like they know what they're doing. And then, of course, comp, um, comprehending risk as well. Uh, what's nice to see is that we're pretty close when it comes to borrowing and savings. I think a lot of that has to do with the the average um, household um, being married and making a lot of those decisions together. But the investing side is something new that a lot of women are starting to get into. Um, and like I said before, it's also becoming a generational gap as well. Uh, this survey broke down um, into different gen- or generational uh, groups uh, to figure out, okay, where is everyone's overall financial wellness? Well, two-thirds of Gen Zs believe that they are actually behind, and that employers should be responsible for teaching these things. So I think that when we sit here and we talk about different ways that companies can build development programs, um, different types of ways to give back to their employees, right, we kind of forget about this piece. And what's it's, it's important to know that uh, not only do the employees want it, but it leads to a less stressful life. So for employers, when you do start to invest in your own employees' financial wellness and know-how, they become less stressed and they become more willing to come into work fully focused on the job. Uh, 55% of workers report assistance with financial wellness now with a major, uh, with their uh, employers. But the majority of that is focused more on the retirement part. And I think that's because when you do offer a retirement plan, you need a certain number of, of people to put into it in order to receive the full benefit of that. Less than 5% uh, felt they had assistance in each of these categories, not combined, but 5% for each, improving their credit score, managing bills, and managing student loan debt. Mm-hmm. So I think it's uh, it's just interesting to see that, you know, there's an, another area that employers and people in the transportation space could spend some more time focusing on um, helping their workers achieve that uh, fi- achieve that financial wellness and just that overall education. And uh, what really made me think of this is last week, uh, our state just approved um, that every high school needs to have a financial wellness program for um, Michigan high schools for, for graduates in order to graduate high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're starting to see more of this. And I think it's just something that employers can focus on a little bit more. I think also something for the employers to focus on, Grace, is a lot of Gen Zers kind of has have this general apathy for being in fin- good financial health, right? Myself included, I hold yeah. some of this, this apathetic attitude because I think our parents and our grandparents especially were kind of given this um, traditional American dream of like, you know, work really hard for 55 years, put your money into savings and then 
bang, bat, boom, raise two kids, buy a house at 55. You can spend your money and retire and buy your fancy car and all this, right? But we're living in a time, especially for us that are newer to the workforce or just entering the workforce, where the youngest folks in corporate America were born in 2000. We're born in 2001, coming out of college right now, right? And for the majority of their life, they've known a good chunk of their existence to be in financial strife or in times of political and economic turmoil, whether that's the 2008 recession, whether that's the COVID-19 pandemic, whether that's the current kind of recessionary trend that we're heading to right now. And if you're entering this workforce, that can cause a lot of apathetic feeling like why bother putting in for a retirement fund if I'm not going to be able to enjoy the fruits of my labor when I'm 55 because I'm still going to be working, right? Do you think that we should see employers maybe starting to target some of that apathy too by almost making like gains of more of a near-term target is like a, you know, let's, let's, let's maybe look at doing kind of like halfway to retirement before we get to retirement. Yeah, I think focusing on more short-term goals that uh, people like our ourselves don't um, maybe fully grasp. I think credit uh, credit knowledge and how to uh, work your, your own credit score is a huge one. Uh, what goes into that score, what um, those... Uh, credit reporters look at. Um, I think preparing people to um, invest in their own, in a home, right? Uh, and, and move from renting to home ownership or or even helping them um, provide, you know, the background of how to do that. I think those are, are two short-term areas that um, em- employers could help. That's going to, you know, imagine if you do that, you're going to have employees who are going to be you know, focused on the community within your business. Uh, it's just a way of giving back almost in a grassroots level that's going to pay off for your business over time. And at the end of the day, that's just going to bring a more loyal employee. So mm-hmm. uh, I think, I always think retirement is a huge one because I think people really don't understand how much putting in now will save you in the long run, whether right. it's $100 more or $50 more every single month. But at the end of the day, I think helping people learn even, you know, there's, a lot of people that don't know what a credit score is or how that's even um, calculated at the end of the day or how they could um, make different credit card payments in order to help improve that over time. And that's something really small that just takes, you know, a couple, a quarterly after after work lesson, order pizza, pop, get the beer flowing like you guys normally <laughs> do, right? And, and, and teach them a valuable life lesson that, I think they real, really will want to hear at the end of the day. I think that we should work on a Great Quarter Gals Financial Literacy 101 and make that happen here soon on our show and be that platform to provide that support and, and also provide that safe space for women because like most times women also don't feel comfortable coming out and admitting that, you know what, I don't know as much about fi- my financial health as I should. Speaking from experience, I will be the first to admit that. But that's a topic for a later time. We're going to table that and put that on our notes because it's time to bring in our live guest. And we've got Lily Shen with us, who is the CEO of Transfix. And I think one of the ladies that I look up to in this industry because she took over Transfix's business. It's been doing very, very well. And we're in this type of market time where it's just time to catch up with her. We're coming up on the end of Q2 right now. So Lily, thank you for joining us. It's great to have you on the show. And let's kind of talk about where you guys sit at Transfix right now, coming into the end of the second quarter. Sure, of course. Um, I feel like we're incredibly well positioned uh, going into the second half of the year. We're continuing to really invest in sales, marketing, product innovation, really every function across the organization. So it's a, it's a very, very exciting time for us. 
Um, you know, where as you know, as we move forward, um, you know, one of the things that we're really focused on is obviously, you know, the health and wellness of our employees. But you know, in doing so, continuing to really deliver for all the shippers, carriers, and drivers that we have on our platform, uh, we're continuing to invest in new partnerships and business expansion opportunities. You know, and you know, also really exciting for us is really is executing on our commitment to ESG by working to reduce empty miles, partnering with sustainable centric agencies, advancing diversity within our organization and the industry at large, and really building out our governance structure with a high level of emphasis on, on transparency and accountability. So we're really happy with our, our progress here today and continue to remain very confident that we're well positioned uh, for the industry moving forward. You guys just released, well, not just released, but a, a couple months ago now, released your first uh, Q1 uh, earnings and, and uh, everything that you've done so far for this year. I'm interested in what we should expect from maybe the Q2 outlook uh, and how that's changed, especially with such large market swing between February and March and sitting where we are now. Sure. Thanks, Grace. Uh, so we have not yet released our, our Q2 earnings and, and results yet. But, you know, as you know, as everyone knows, there's been a bit of volatility going on in, in the broader environment. Uh, with that said, uh, you know, we our business continues to remain incredibly strong and we're working side by side with every customer uh, and every carrier that, you know, is currently on our platform to continue to drive growth and and really innovation. I think that, you know, during times like this, um, you know, many, many customers are really coming to us to really think about ways in which they can be reducing uh, general volatility overall, um, you know, and to drive innovation for, for their businesses. A lot of customers during a volatile time like this want to know that the businesses that they've put effort and intention in partnering with kind of have a plan in place, right? And that you're not sitting there and you're not necessarily fearful of what could come, but you, you're prepared and you're, I'd almost call it cautiously optimistic, right? You want to be sitting in a place where you understand where the market is swinging either in one direction or the other, but you also want to be sitting in a place where you have a plan to have an escape route or mitigate problems as they come along. How do you guys at Transfix currently feel? Are you kind of cautiously optimistic? Are you a little bit skeptic about the thoughts about the pending recession, if that one's coming? Can you tell us a little bit about where your thoughts are looking forward for the rest of the year? Yeah, I mean, I think with uh, with you know anyone in leadership positions today, you're thinking through every single possible scenario, obviously, and you know pulling together plans to you know really um, to really ensure you know, high level of performance and for us, high level reliability and performance for all of our customers. So, you know, we're really doing that in partnership with our customers and as an organization, you know, for, for us, it's always really, you know, started with the purpose and obviously having deep and broad impact for everyone that's working with us uh, with clear goals and clear a clear sense of accountability as an organization and, and as a culture. And we're really continuing to drive that forward. Well, one thing I do love about Transfix, right, a lot of the technologies like yourself is that your your focus is making sure that um, small and even medium-sized carriers can withstand these current conditions, right? So what I'm really excited for is I think this is a testing ground for a lot of, of businesses like Transfix to see, okay, how, how helpful can you be, right, when the market isn't as glorious as it has been for small and medium-sized businesses over the last uh, couple months, if not a couple years, right? How has Transfix 
or how are you preparing carriers, especially the small owner operators in, in your network um, to make it out uh, this, this turmoil and to make sure that that business model, Transfix business model, isn't just uh, focused on the positive times and helping carriers find you know those good loads when there's plenty of good loads, but making sure that their business is sustainable through these these downturns. Yeah, great question, Grace. Thank you. Uh, you know, this has been this has been part of our vision from the very beginning of the company. Really helping uh, carriers, you know, businesses and, and individuals just truly thrive. And the platform that we've built, not just through the technology and data, but also through the strategic partnerships that we've built with all our carriers, has been uh, imperative. And I think, you know, that's really that's really helped us continue to build out the platform for our carrier base. Um, you know, and, and I think that takes a number of different forms. I mean, certainly a lot of it is, you know, through the technology and automation and ways in which we've been able to help them more easily access freight that they may not otherwise have access to. And by doing, you know, by working very closely with the customers um, that we do with the shippers, you know, we're, we're able to actually aggregate and identify you know, all the opportunities, consolidate them and provide them and put them into the hands of, you know, our, our best carriers. Um, in addition to that, we continue to build out software, um, you know, so really making it easy, not just for the carriers to be able to access freight, but to be able to really help them grow their businesses and, and better manage their fleets. Uh, we've also rolled out a you know, new, new initiative to just manage backhaul last year, which continues to do incredibly well. So, you know, I think that these are some examples of the ways in which we've been, help, we've been able to help our carriers continue to, to keep their trucks moving. Lily, we talked at the very beginning of our show today about female financial literacy and kind of the, the gap that does exist between men and women in taking care of their financial wellness and their financial health. And to get into the leadership position that you're in as CEO of Transfix, it obviously takes a ton of lessons learned. And I'm sure that you have some really great advice to provide when it comes to as a female, how learning how to take control of your financial health and wellness. So final question to kind of put a bow on the front and the back end of this episode of Great Quarter Gals. What type of advice would you have to give to women as they look to take control of their financial health and their financial literacy? Yeah, um, you know, I, I actually, I studied finance. Uh, I worked in finance for a long period of time. And by the way, like at a very, very early age, even at the age of five, it was really put upon me to start saving. Um, I used to actually, <laughs> I actually every week used to, you know, work on my penny rollers. <laughs> so, you know, I would say it's so important to think about your short, medium and, you know, long-term financial goals. And I think it's really uh, critical to start saving, obviously, really early and, you know, really devise and, and design the strategies that you need to, to determine, you know, to determine how you can best meet your financial goals moving forward. And, you know, I mean, I've I've had the um, whether it's through studies or, quite frankly, just through you know networks and reading. Um, you know, I think every opportunity that you can take um, to to really you know to really think about what this means for you is 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 important. And I think the biggest advice I would give is start early. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Start the retirement plan as early as possible and put as much into as you can. That's uh, <laughs> I think great. a big one, of course. 
<laughs> That's the number one lesson my dad has taught me so far. And you know what? <laughs> Shout out to those employers who give you a really, really good retirement plan match as well, because it's a huge benefit, I think, that is often overlooked for some companies. Lily, thank you for joining us. We appreciate the honesty and the openness that you've given us today. And appreciate that advice as well, because start early, save often, and as much as you can. If people want to learn a little bit more about you guys at Transfix and maybe get in touch with y'all, where can they go to do that? Oh, you can go to www.transfix.io. There you go. Easy peasy. We'll talk to you again soon. I'm sure I'd be keeping an eye out for more exciting news coming out of Transfix. And Grace, I love that piece of advice too, because like, she's so right, you know, start that piggy bank early, start that little fund early, and then it's a habit, right? Your Your savings grows into a habit and then just without second thought, it just keeps growing. Yeah. And, and don't put it all in Dogecoin. I think that's, uh, if we can, if we all learned anything. It's, uh, when we stick to the, stick to the things, you know, and, uh, don't get too crazy retailers out there. So tangible, <laughs> tangible investments in places that you can see your wealth grow are much better than the fad coin that is trending on Twitter. That, that's, that's, our, what I've so far. that's our piece of the day. <laughs> that is our piece of the day. Awesome, Grace. Well, another great episode. You've got Road Dog Radio uh, Drive Time with Grace Sharkey tonight, right? Yes, we do. Uh, Monday through Friday, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, feel free to call in 8888 Road Dog. And tonight, uh, it's Tuesday, so we and Thomas are going to be chatting up about trucks for a couple hours. So uh, it's always a good time with Thomas, that's for sure. Truck Talk with Thomas on Tuesdays. All right. We'll see you guys next week at 3.30 for our next episode of Great Quarter Gals. Have a great rest of your week. Save that money. One, two, three.